Hello and welcome back to the We Should Talk More podcast, the podcast where two lifelong friends who don't have much in common try to get a little bit closer. My birth name is John Alzate, but today you can call me Orb. And hi, my name is the Dalai Lama. That's great, Dalai. Um, today is a very special episode. It is. I would, I might, I might dare say it's the most special episode to date. Okay. The first film was pretty special. <laughs> All right, but it was. Every episode. He's is just special. trying to be modest. Every episode is special. Mm-hmm. Um, to the audio listeners, we're currently outside, so I just want to clarify if there's any wind. Gunshots, dogs barking, gunshots. It's because we're outdoors in uh, a loud area. Okay. And I just wanted to clarify, too, that I'm not actually the Dalai Lama. (laughs) Oh, for the audio listeners? Yeah, disclaimer. I am not Dalai Lama. (laughs) My name is actually Josh Cornell. I'm Josh Cornell. His birth name. Anyways, um, today's episode, we're going to be diving into, I guess, these next two episodes. We're diving into personal interest now. We are. Um, so today's episode is about Josh's, um, and it's a recent found interest in meditation. Um, so that's the episode. But and that's where the disclaimer really comes from, is that this is a new thing. Mm-hmm. This is not a, I'm not a seasoned practitioner of meditation. Yeah. I have only been meditating since the start of the new year, mm. January 2021. Today is June 15th, June 14th. So it's only been around six months since I started meditating. Wow. Um, and yeah, so obviously <coughs> we're not we're not talking uh, as experts. Mm-hmm. We're just sharing your experience with it, um, some learnings you got from it, the resources you've used. But before we get into it, Audio listeners, again, you can't see this, but we're drinking coffee. We are. Um, Josh picked up some Dunkin'. Yep. Why is that? Because I don't have a, a working coffee machine or a sink. Um, or anything. Or anything <laughs> at the moment. Um, if you can't, again, audio listeners, you can't tell, but we're, we're outdoors because we were kicked out of our original set um, in the back office of, of Joe, Joe Rogan. Rogan. Yeah. Um, twins we twinned right there we did that was beautiful (laughs) that was beautiful um but yeah so uh joe didn't like that uh i've been commenting on his instagram post Mm -hmm. uh and they just didn't like it he hasn't but he also has like thousands of other comments that's too but i think he just doesn't like because it's coming from in-house it's coming from his back office you know mm -hmm. um so we're, we're working out that relationship but uh the coffee's great it is. It is. Given the so, circumstances. I mean, Duncan has their offer for $3 lattes mm-hmm. every day up until around like ha- the end of June. Did you also get a latte? I did get a latte. So we both have lattes. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of lattes. Yeah, I always I always get lattes. I don't care for it that much. <laughs> One is expensive, but also yeah, it's just it. so creamy, milky. Mm, yeah. It's overwhelming. I love the milk. Yeah. But you know what? Um, to not, I don't want to talk about it too much, but the the other day I got, I ordered a latte and I I never watched them make it, but mm-hmm. I saw and it was like up to here was milk. Yeah, and then when I I saw them like he, he's pointing at like oh, three quarters yeah, of the cup. Yeah, oh, yeah, like very like 
a lot of it mm-hmm. um, was just milk. And and I I had a thought. I'm like, that's kind of gross. It is. You're drinking and primarily drink milk. Shit. But then you get like a really strong shot. Yeah, of coffee. yeah. And then it you don't really you don't really taste <laughs> it while you're drinking it as much. But mm-hmm. yeah. All right, but let's jump into it. Yeah, let's jump into it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess let's let's start by uh, what got you into meditation? Yeah. So I have tried long ago, not long ago, maybe like a year and a half to two years ago, just out of like an interest that meditation might just be useful, like for health reasons, like your well-being. Is it? Is this something, did you like hear from anybody or was it just like stuff that you were seeing online? I think I was just listening to a lot of podcasts at this time and I, I would listen to like Tim Ferriss mm-hmm. and I think it came up in a few of his podcast episodes where he mentioned me- meditation and okay. him practicing it. So I always thought it was interesting um, and I wanted to try it out myself. And I tried, not much really came out of it. <laughs> I, I tried once or twice and then it just dropped off immediately, quick. I couldn't really find a routine with it. One thing that like when I'm really reflecting on like where the source of inspiration started coming from, the first thing that I start remembering is my roommate, Osamu. Shout out Osamu. Shout out Osamu. And his friends, they, they had a few conversations about meditation. And it was like just very natural as mm-hmm. if it's a common practice. Mm-hmm. And that kind of threw me off. I mean, it made it more difficult for me to connect with them because it's not something that I shared with them. And I never had the experience of people just naturally talking about that practice. But was it something they were doing together? Or was it was just like they were just sharing their experiences? Like they, I think. I mean, there were were off occasions where they may have, mm-hmm. but it is something that they just generally practice as I understood it, where they would speak about their experiences with it. And oh, I'm nice. like, interesting, because I've never had a conversation about an experience with meditation. One, I don't meditate. And then two, no one else I really speak to openly speaks about meditation, or at mm-hmm. least they don't speak to me about it. So I thought that was interesting. And I mean, it was a lot, of, a lot more than that, too. Like, that friend group had uh, a lot of conversations about things that were just good for their health and well-being, I started to realize. Like, reading, writing. Um, they they were all, like, sharing um, exercise with going out to Boulder. They questioned human existence a lot. So, like, they had, like, some interesting conversations where, like, you wouldn't have normal friend groups having these conversations. So I thought... It was so different. I wasn't exactly able to connect with much of it, but I just picked up and took note of it. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of never like left my mind. But even after I left Wisconsin, it's not like, oh, well, now I'm a a meditator because I I never I never picked up the practice yet. But okay, so yeah, so this is just when you've like got your uh, your just hearing exposure, a little bit of an exposure. It's like more of a reason why it's something to try out because it's like firsthand, like exactly. So like I've heard it on podcast now. I heard it from people in person now. Mm. So it is something on my mind as to something that I would want to form as a habit. Mm. It's just it isn't the time yet because I haven't been able to actually make that habit. Yeah. So come last summer, I read the book Atomic Habits. By who? By James Clear. Nice. Yeah. And it was a it was a wonderful book. It really talks about like positive changes you can make by changing things incrementally so like the huge positive impact you can make by just doing small things Mm -hmm. 
So that's where the word atomic is really coming from. Um, so if you and you just like design your life around encouraging these habits um, and there's like many different techniques to go about that. So um, after getting through this book, I started to try to take it in and there were like a list of different habits that I wanted to identify with. Cause that's really where they start. They start with how do you want to identify yourself? And I wanted to identify myself as someone who was like very thoughtful. So to have my thoughts really come across clearly, I wanted to write more. So wanted to be a writer, wanted to read more, take in mm -hmm. more information, wanted to be an avid reader, mm -hmm. wanted to uh, stay healthy and athletic. So I wanted to continue running and meditation was there too. Meditation mm -hmm. was there for like my health and well-being. Um, and also it draws back into that uh, greater clarity in your mind and greater level of focus. So those were a few items off my list when I started to reflect on how I wanted to identify myself. And the purpose of um, listing out things that you want to identify as is so you can start actually feeling that you are that person. Mm -hmm. If you start saying... For example, when I finished my certification for data science. You're saying you're a data scientist. I was saying right away on my LinkedIn bio, data scientist. That, that's the same thing that was in uh, Show Your Work where it was like, don't say I'm a, like, don't say I, I want to be a filmmaker. Just tell people you're a filmmaker. Exactly. Like, don't say like, oh, I'm trying to be a painter. Just I'm a painter. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So identify with it. Mm -hmm. So that's what I started to try to put into practice. Then like I... I picked up writing for a little bit. I, I posted once on <laughs> Medium. Never happened again. Um, you can check me out. Probably like Josh <sighs> Cornell or jo it, it might still be Joshua Johnmy. I used to use Joshua Johnmy mm -hmm. a lot. So if you find me out there using Joshua Johnmy, that was, used to be my old uh, username out there. But I, I've since changed it to either Josh Cornell or Joshy Cornell. I go uh, by Orb. Given what's available. Okay, Orb. That's cool. <laughs> uh, wh why Orb? Real quick. We'll, we'll touch on it later. Okay, okay, okay. Um, and so I started to think. So I, I, I tried writing, failed at that. I did not actually pick up a book after this book. I, I made it through Atomic Habits. Really? I've read it like probably 10, 20 pages of the next book I tried picking up, and then I lost interest. And I didn't come back to reading for a while. Wow. Uh, so I lost that habit. So not not anything's working. I've read yeah. this book about forming habits and everything's failing fail for me. Not forming a habit. <laughs> yeah, and I'm getting frustrated with myself. I I started running, mm -hmm. and I I kept that going for a while. Actually, yeah. I did pretty well with that up until like September. I started having uh, pain in my knee, mm -hmm. so I, I I stopped doing that as yeah. well. Um, anyway, so I started feeling a little defeated. Honestly, um, I had all these habits that I was aiming to build and then none of them actually like stuck. Then I started uh, reflecting a little bit as the new year started coming around, especially given my situation. We didn't get too much into it yet uh, in this podcast or in the series of podcasts, cast episodes at all yet. But around the end of this past year, I quit a job mm -hmm. without another job lined up. Mm hmm. So I had that as a stressor. Um, I had um, conflicts with my former roommate as a stressor. John knows about the information. I won't talk about it publicly. 
Um, and so there was just a couple things on my mind and it was not an easy time. So, and I was on the job search. There were no, there was no space for distractions at this point. Mm-hmm. So it really motivated me at this point to say, okay, fuck it. I'm going to meditate. I have to start somewhere. And the place that I saw would be a pl- good spot to start in terms of building up a level of focus was meditation. So I guess to bring it, to bring it back to, to that point too, cause I, I find that so interesting. Um, like you were at a, at a very like stressing, stressful time in your life and you chose to add like another thing that you're going to like another mm-hmm. thing that you want to commit yourself to. I, I just find that interesting because I feel like most people, I mean, myself included when you got that kind of stress, you're just like, I'm going to put everything aside and just focus on this one. Let's say in your situation, the job search, like I wouldn't, uh, it's hard for people to want to like try to learn something else or try to focus on something else. But I guess meditation, did you see that as a way to help? Like, exactly. Yeah. So that's, that's exactly it. Yeah. It was like, if I put, if I invest a little bit into something that, um, is designed to help out long term, then that's going to pay off in the future. So I would put a little bit of time each day and it wouldn't be much. It would be like five to 15 minutes. We have a lot of time in our day, Mm -hmm. five to 15 minutes to sit down and meditate and see what comes of it. So at this point, I have no clue how I'm going to feel coming out of a med- meditation. I have no clue if it's going to actually add value into my life. I have no clue what changes might come of this. You, There is that level of uncertainty that you're bringing up that maybe I'm just taking away a little extra time away from my day that I could have done used productively. Yeah. But it's 15 minutes. Think mm. about all the 15 minutes you use in your day that you... Choose to yeah exactly yeah. that you choose to waste yeah so um i proceeded with that i started and i started with uh i started the practice through a netflix series called headspace a guide to meditation mm-hmm. so this series episode by episode they go through different techniques the beginning of it is a form of like explaining the concept behind the technique and then they get into what the actual um, then they get into an actual guided meditation so it was interesting i started cycling through those episodes again and again because i didn't have any many other resources and i didn't feel at this time or even up until this point that i'm comfortable doing a meditation that isn't guided i don't know i i Think, thinking back, I know I'm jumping ahead here. I, I haven't really, I don't know what will make me feel okay doing like a meditation without it being guided. Mm. That's always been something that I've just defaulted to because it provokes different thoughts that I might not have come to otherwise with a conversation led by somebody else. Yeah. I mean, and I guess um, we we just did a, a meditation right before this. Yeah. Um, and it was guided. And I... I do feel like if if it wasn't, I feel like because we were touching about like our our minds were wandering to a lot of the noise that, that was going on around us. And I feel like if we had no guidance, there, there would be really nothing that would bring us to bring us back to actually think of anything meaningful. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like and you can reflect on like things that annoy you. But it, let's say even if we were in a, in a quiet spot, 
our minds would still wander to things, but really with no direction. Um, so I guess unless we're like intention, unless when you're meditating, you're like intentionally wanting to think about something maybe, or like having, having a goal of something that you want to like dive into. I, I feel like it's hard. Um, cause it, it, yeah. it truly is because it's useful to have that voice in your ears just to tell you to just go back to the yeah. breath, to, uh, breathe yeah. again when your mind has kind of wandered off. And but I, I like, I like the one that we did though, just because it wasn't, it wasn't like constant speaking either. It, mm. it was like very like, uh, spread out where like there were quiet moments where you would like, it gave you the space to like self reflect af- mm. after being like prompted in, in exactly. the inner direction. And, and I definitely want to dive into like what we both experienced mm. during that meditation because it, it was a meditation, a guided meditation that we both did have like questions provoked that really challenged us. Mm. So I, do, I, I think, I think we should dig into it a little bit, but we'll hold it off for a little bit more. Um, just wanted to add at this point that I was cycling through these uh, meditations and um, I don't know if it was the most useful way to go about it at first because these are all different techniques. Episode by episode, it's not... Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The focus of starting meditation is really to, I guess, like to preface things here, like with some terminology or some common language used in meditation. One is coming back to your center or also commonly known as like your anchor. Mm -hmm. So your anchor could be like your breath. Your mind wanders, and this is an important note, your mind might wander, but that's okay. The important thing is to build that awareness to take note of it having wandered and come back to your center. That center being your breath, the feeling of sitting on your seat, your spine as like we were mm. uh as they were using in the meditation that we just went through um any anything could be used as your center or your anchor in as part of your center focus while meditating so as you go through it you're you go off on a thought and it's common it's natural we all do it where our thoughts just kind of go and drift and then Five minutes go by and you think, oh, shoot, this whole time I've been thinking about that situation that happened at dinner last night. And that's because it invoked whatever emotion it did. And Mm -hmm. like you want to like come to some conclusions there or something you want to like really reflect on. But all at the end of the day, you can let that thought drift away and come back to your breath or come back to your anger. So, um. The reflections of or the techniques that were ran through in the course of the Netflix series didn't quite go through focus so much on that. It did teach you that. It did actually start each meditation like five to uh, about five minutes to enter you into that space where you're focused on your breath, mm-hmm. you're focused on your sensation of sitting, whatever you choose to focus on. And then get into the technique. So I always thought that was interesting. And maybe that's why they took that approach. Anyway, so any, and I'll, I'll pause there if you wanted to uh, add anything at this point. No. Okay. I'm all good. Beautiful. <laughs> so one thing I wanted to note too, like within that first week of meditating, the first real experience that I n- took note of actually feeling like there was some benefit 
was I was I was running. And at this point I was going for runs again. I was trying to build up a habit of running and I was going for runs every four days for about six miles. Mm. So on my runs, I would run around this pond at a park. So it was very serene as it was. Um, and I just imagined my mind at the, as the pond. And so uh, when you, are you saying when you meditated, your, your, your thoughts would bring you back there? Or are you saying this is when you were this running? Is when I'm, while this is you're when running. I'm running. So wow. I started practicing meditation while running. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. So there's a couple different techniques I incorporated here. Yeah. But one of which was, I just imagined, and this was a technique that wasn't prompted by any like techniques mm -hmm. I learned through guided meditation. So I don't know if it's actually a technique or not or whatever it might be. Um, but I just imagined my mind to be at the center and I'm running the loop around it. And so the analogy was how spacious it was. One thing is when you're meditating or when you're just going through your days, rather, something might fill in your mind that you don't think about anything else. So it takes up all the space in your mind. Mm. So now I'm seeing this pond as such a vast land of water or mass of water with like ducks inside of it or geese. And they're just I just represented each of those geese as like a thought. Wow. <laughs> uh, and like there was so much more space around these geese uh -huh. that I had in my mind to really explore. I didn't have to focus on one specific geese that was just dominating the my mind. Mm -hmm. So this analogy during my runs would help me a lot to just like not focus on the pain of running, not focus on the challenge of getting through six miles of running. It just let me be in that moment. So I've, I've really felt like that was like transformative sometimes while just on that run. So that was one thing. Another uh, technique that I started to explore while running is like scanning my body. I would start at the head and scan through to feel at each part of my body. What sensation was I feeling? Mm -hmm. So the first scan is fairly fast. You just do a quick pass through your body Okay, my head feels a little warm. My nose is chilly from the wind blowing across here. My ears are. Um, my armpits are sweaty. My my arms are moving back and forth. Same things with my same thing with my legs. And then you go you go again. Yeah. Second time you go through it a little slower. And then you go through it again a little slower. So on and so forth. That you you really start to focus on like every detail of your body. And while it's at the keep in mind, you can still get distracted at these uh, while you do this because I mean I'm running you're, you're in a park, running, I'm running in a park. And are are you are you listening to music? No. So this this is oh, wow. what I decided to do. I decided to say, let's not bring any AirPods with me this time. I usually I would usually run with music. Yeah. It's, it's easier. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to remove myself from that and, and just. Focus on the run. Yeah. So I don't often do this, but once I started meditating and I started to pick up running again, I chose to intentionally leave my AirPods behind. So that would help too when I would scan my body to alleviate pain. 
that I might have felt otherwise. And it was removing, I felt like part of it was like removing my mind from the body where I have the conscious decision to continue to continue to run. And I can, what I would think is like my mind, whatever that is like pushing my uh, body forward, let's say is five feet in front of me. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and it's just going to keep drawing it on a string that I can't stop because my <laughs> mind chooses to keep pulling my body forward. Uh, that, that was just another thought that really provoked that that was provoked as I was going through the practice of running. Now, like when when you're going like scanning your body, are you like when you're getting to your like your legs and like, are you thinking about the pain that you're feeling from running, though? Yeah, you'd still you still mm-hmm. take it in. But so, do you think it's like the fact that I guess you're also you're 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 trying to feel your whole body so like your legs it's almost like becoming not it's like not the focus anymore it's exactly. just becoming another part of your body that you're thinking about exactly so like is i guess it's just a means for you to not like focus on the on the paint mm-hmm. like it's distracting you so this is a common thing across the practice of meditation mm-hmm. any struggle depression anxiety um being sad or being happy let it exist with you mm-hmm. let it continue don't don't get rid of it don't pick it up and throw it to the side because it might just come back in the future in the road ahead it's something that sometimes we can avoid so while you're running you might not be able to avoid that soreness in your quads that's uh pain in your calf mm-hmm. The uh, tightness in your uh, your abdomen is something that's going to be there because you're running. Yeah, you're doing something that's active. So you don't want to try to suppress that pain. You want to actually go into it and acknowledge it and like enter into that like level of discomfort mm-hmm. and learn to accept it in a sense. So as you scan your body, like you said. There's a point in that scan that you're going to realize how, how much pain is in one part of your body. Yeah. But then you go on and start scanning the rest of your body that might not be as in as much pain. So you start to realize all this space in your body that mm. you can also focus on. You don't have to focus on that pain. And that, that that's really like it's interesting because you you hear a lot about how I guess how much power your your mind really has when you try to like take control in, in, in that kind of way where like pain you can kind of not feel it just by trying to actively think about something else I, I i know like something i used to see online for like some runners where like you have these runners who are running in the cold but they would talk about and this reminds me just just like that like they would talk about how they would uh they would actively think that their body is like warm or they would try to like envision themselves running like in a hot place so it could be like below 20 mm-hmm. but you're just not uh you're you're putting your mind in, in a in a in a place where you're almost like forcing the feeling of of something else, and it, I don't know. It's it, it's it's really it's interesting about how much power. Um, yeah, your mind your might be tapped. able to just change yeah. your actual conditions. Yeah, but at the same time, there is a lot of value to still put yourself in those uncomfortable positions, mm-hmm. because if you, just like I was noting before. You still want to be aware and recognize and put attention to the things that 
make you uncomfortable, that provide a level of discomfort. Mm. And I've talked to you about this a little bit before called, uh, there's a recent phrase that I came across reading like articles through a, a newsletter I get called the zone of oh. strategic discomfort. Yeah. And I love it. I love it. It's this idea that you don't want to stretch yourself too far, but you also mm-hmm. don't, you still want to stretch yourself. Yeah. You want to stretch yourself into discomfort strategically where you're not overdoing it, where you're so uncomfortable that you never want to return to this zone. Mm-hmm. But you still want to stretch yourself to enter it, enter into this uh, uncomfortable zone, so you can continue to progress forward. Yeah, and like accept that these uncomfortable feelings, they're not going anywhere. Yeah, they're still going to be here. When someone tells you that they had a traumatic experience and it continues to manifest in themselves somehow, somewhere, they can't get rid of that. Unfortunately, as like as awful as it is those feelings might still continue to Mm. manifest in different situations where you might not, you might least expect it. And I guess it's almost like exposure therapy because you're like, you're, you're just giving yourself in a, in a controlled way, like exposure to whatever is causing you like those negative feelings or, or stress or whatever. And, and that should theoretically build like a, resistance to it or like Mm -hmm. you start to learn learn from those strategic like situations (laughs) yeah it's true i feel like often uh when if it's let's say if it's just a regular discomfort like like you're saying those traumatic moments like people just don't um they never want to return to that so Mm. then they never learn how to how to deal with that situation when it happens again yeah that's exactly it 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 is that controlled space because there, there's a quote that I entered in our notes about how when you're in meditation, mm-hmm. and I'm not getting the quote exactly right, but while you're in meditation, you're running an experiment like as if you're in a laboratory mm-hmm. where you have this controlled space and you can allow your mind to start entering into a space of discomfort. So I think now that we like reached that point, I do think it might be a good time that you like share your experience as <laughs> as we were doing our meditation. <laughs> um, wait, sh- should I talk about the the earlier meditations that I did this week, or uh, and then get into this one? No, let's let's do this one first and okay, then okay. draw back. All right, all right. Um, oh, so okay, so we so just before this just before this uh, this podcast, we we did a fifteen minute <clears throat> meditation. It was guided and it started like like you were talking about earlier where it helped us find our center they were talking about um feeling your spine and and feeling grounded at where you're sitting and like acknowledging where you're sitting acknowledging like you're breathing um and once we were centered it started to guide us to start to reflect on on a feeling um and before this there was sort of a lesson where it was saying um to think about feelings of what's your need that is causing a certain feeling? Um, so the, the whole idea was if there was a time where you were happy or a time where you were sad or stressed to reflect on why you were feeling that way, like what need do you have deep down that's making you feel a certain way? Um, and when we were doing it, um, there was a lot of noise going on around us. Like my dogs were barking. There was noise from my neighbors. It was like windy or, um, and I instantly was feeling annoyed. Um, and I was feeling annoyed before they started prompting us, like the, the guidance. But I think just the environment, the first thing I started thinking about um, the feeling was being annoyed earlier this week. Because um, not, not many people know this, but we're, we're doing work in my house. 
So I was working in my house earlier in the week from home and there's just tons of noise and cause a lot of stress for work. Um, it's like impossible to, to speak during a meeting mm-hmm. when there's like construction going on. Of course. Um, <laughs> so uh, that has, that has like last week it had caused a lot of stress. It had caused a, a lot of stress um, where to the point where I, I went to my sister's house. I've been working from her house. Um, and it was very easy for me to get that feeling again because mm-hmm. we were literally in that situation again because I was thinking of how annoying it would be to have noise during the podcast. Exactly. And I, it's just funny how it was so easy to get back in that zone. And I, I was I was genuinely feeling like anxious. I was feeling like the stress of like, this is like su- such an annoying situation. Um, and then I was telling Josh, it was when I was thinking about the need, I started to get this feeling of. I have a need for control. Like I, I want control over like the environment I'm in. I want control over um, like the work that I'm doing. Like mm-hmm. I want it to be able to control if it's loud. I, I want it, if I want it to be quiet, I want to be in a quiet situation. Um, and it kind of scared me. Yeah. It kind of scared me to like look like, I guess to look deep and then see like kind of a dark, a dark uh, need. Yeah. Um, and, and uh, yeah, we, we were reflecting on that and you had the exact opposite experience. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can get into yours. Cause yeah. I mean, mine was still very similar where yeah. I started getting uncomfortable with this thought of, well, well, not uncomfortable, but like conflicted. Yeah. Like, I don't have an answer here. I thought my need was one thing, but it's a different thing now that I have, uh, I'm going through this meditation again. So uh, context, this was my second time going through this meditation. <clears throat> it was, I used uh, an app called 10% Happier. And in this app, they have courses that are focused on a specific technique or a specific thing that you might want to improve. So the one that I've been going through is their relationship course. And in the relationship course, they're talking about what John was very much talking about in conversation and communication with somebody. Don't point fingers or blame. Start thinking about why is this emotion being invoked and what need is not being met or is being met. in response to make you feel that, yeah, to make you you feel or that others, emotion. others feel like and the, a certain emotion. Yeah, and you yeah. can also think about the other way around. The person in front of you is evoking this emotion. What need is being met or unmet to invoke that emotion? Mm-hmm. So, anyway, I uh, originally, when I went through this, I was thinking about this experience with our friends where we jumped on a call and had a lengthy conversation about issues that may have not been required uh two-hour call Mm -hmm. so at this point i felt a little frustrated when i'm reflecting back on it and bringing myself back into this space and annoyed and once i start reflecting on the need it's like well my time isn't being respected Mm -hmm. so that's that's what i came to after that meditation that my time should be respected as as a need as a need so for for the reason of you being annoyed so you, yeah. have, you have a need for your That's time. That's what yeah. invoked that emotion. Yeah. Then I start thinking this time as I'm going through it about a happier experience. And in the happier experience, I'm just enjoying a conversation with my roommate's friend. And now I'm thinking that conversation was two hours long. <laughs> <laughs> two hours long. Was he not respecting my time? <laughs> was I not respecting his time? I started feeling really conflicted yeah. as, because I'm also keeping in mind what I, uh, what I reflected on the first time I did this mm-hmm. meditation. So I struggled with that. I'm still struggling with that, honestly, yeah. because this just happened like 15, 20 minutes yeah. ago. 
and that, that's interesting too like i feel like it might be interesting to uh for, for me to do it again too just to see like maybe trying to think of something happy because mm-hmm. like it is interesting how you you thought about two different things like you you chose to think of something happy this time and it, it was just di- directly in conflict with what you felt before exactly which uh yeah i don't know it, it i didn't expect um to to get so much out of that, that <laughs> thing because i feel like the the stuff that i guess we both took away it's mm-hmm. stuff that i'm i'm genuinely i genuinely want to reflect on like a, like after this like it's it's like stuff that um I don't know you you i guess when you i, I like the way the one that we did it was very guided where and mm-hmm. you were saying earlier a lot of these um they don't they don't prompt like self-reflection as much but i kind of liked it mm-hmm. because i feel like i wouldn't have uh thought of that like if, if it wasn't if, if it, it, wasn't if, if it didn't push me in that direction yeah exactly um so it was really interesting do you want to speak to how your meditations before this podcast <laughs> leading up to the podcast yeah. i i gave john access to uh 10 happier uh, since i have a free membership and i asked him just do a few meditations before we do this <laughs> i don't i don't think you experienced the same <laughs> no i feel like um the one we did now was definitely the first time that i i feel like i really got like a, a genuine like self-reflection mm-hmm. um i do i do think though um so I, I I did like a couple of like the they have like a a basic um, it's like an introduction course that you can do for free, um, and I I went through a couple of those meditations and those were all they're all guided but they're not necessarily guiding what you're supposed to think about it, it was very much pushing the idea of uh, finding your center and like mm-hmm. focusing on your breathing, um, and touching on like different different concepts like it's something that you touched upon. Um, before about how uh it, it's okay if your mind wanders um so when i did it the the first couple times i did it it wasn't it wasn't in in, in good settings I, I was like driving or whatever um the two good times that i had i just did it like before sleeping mm-hmm. um and i just did uh it was like the five minute like meditation before sleeping okay um and i did like it and i i, I spoke to you a little bit before this earlier um, well, I brought it up, but it, to me, it kind of felt, um, it reminded me of, of like when I pray, it, it reminded me of, of prayer only because like, um, I w- well, I was doing it before I go to sleep. So I guess like that's usually when I pray would be mm-hmm. like that. Um, so it, it kind of felt the, the same way. Um, but I don't know. I, it did. I felt, I felt like it did calm me down a lot. Um, like being able to just like have have a moment to uh remove yourself yeah. from the environment and just like find your center and i guess like i was what i was specifically trying to do was like think about what my mind was like wandering to yeah and it was all going back to like the stress i've been experiencing <laughs> this last week <laughs> um happens. and and yeah i mean it, it's something that um I, I it reminded me of a lot of like exercises that you do when you have like anxiety mm-hmm. just like um trying to like uh like focus on your breathing, like and, and things like that. So like I, I thought, in that sense, it, it it was helpful for me. But obviously, I I didn't do it enough to get like a, a real good insight mm. in, in, into the benefits. Yeah. Um. But definitely the one that we just did was, was like the was most different. like the most impactful one. Uh, which is so interesting. Yeah. So interesting. And I I had no clue yeah. whether or not I would actually provoke any thoughts like this. I actually chose the wrong uh, <laughs> yeah, meditation did. I, did. I didn't mention it to you during the meditation i didn't want to like be yeah, distract anything yeah. but 
as soon as the meditation started, <laughs> I, I was like, oh, shoot, this is not the one that I was uh, planning on showing him. Yeah. But it was an interesting one nonetheless. Mm-hmm. It, it was one that I uh, bookmarked. So it was one that I, I really liked, definitely. It's just I wanted to expose you to another one. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, it provoked such interesting thoughts from both of us. So mm-hmm. I, I'm really happy that I was able to bring that here. Um, and I, I guess the, the other thing I wanted to mention after after I did, the, I texted Josh earlier today that um, <laughs> my new name is Orb. Uh, and I, I was that's <laughs> right. Orb. You know, it's my new my new identity after meditation. Orb, <laughs> orb, yeah, it's with o- one O. O R B, but you pronounce it orb. Orb, a little longer. Orb, orb, yeah. Okay. Um, but it, <laughs> when when he came to, I was like, I was like, oh, like trying to go with the flow or whatever. Like mm-hmm. I, I kept saying that, but it is something I was thinking about because I remember um during the personality thing. I think you mentioned something like we were talking about. Uh, we did a personality podcast just we for did. context. That was our second episode. Yeah. Um, and there was something that Josh brought up. We were talking about some situation in Wisconsin, and he's like, "Oh, like you, you're really good because you're you're easily able to go with the flow in, in like certain situations," mm-hmm. which I think is true. But I was, and I, I guess it was prompted during some of the the meditation I was doing. But I was thinking like it is that is true, but there's a lot of situations where I don't. Like, I, I feel like I get stressed over things w- where I probably shouldn't. Um, and I've been trying to reflect on that as well. I mean, I guess the whole the whole thing that I've been thinking mm-hmm. about lately. It's about the noise in yeah, your house. And, like, how the whole idea of me wanting to have control. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but like, I feel like I should actively try because I, I do feel like maybe to other people I, c- I come off like mm-hmm. that more. Like, like you know, I, I, do, I do go with the flow most of the time. But in my personal life... I don't really um, do that too often, or at least like things that, that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's something I want to, I want to sure. become orb. You want to become orb. I want to become orb. And this draws Go back. To, this draws back to what we started with, like identify. Yeah. With what you want to be. Yeah. So if you truly want to be orb, be orb. Be orb. Be orb. You are orb. <laughs> okay. Um, so I, I guess on the note of focusing on your center and like coming back to it, that. I want to stress the point now is the start of this. It's Mm -hmm. like the fundamentals in practicing meditation in any guided meditation course you may go through. That's always going to be the beginning part. They will always introduce this idea of choosing a part of your body or any sensation to focus on. And if your mind wanders, just come back to that focus point. This is because if you go on through different meditation techniques, you always want that as a backup. Mm-hmm. You, you still want to be able to draw back to a center point if you feel like your mind has wandered, If even if you're running through a different visualization or a different reflection. Mm-hmm. Say like the reflection we were running through earlier today in our <clears> meditation <throat> where we're thinking about what human need is not being met that's invoking this emotional response or what human need is being met to invoke that emotional response. If you get distracted because of some noise and your mind begins to wander and you stop reflected, the idea is to take note of that and say, my mind wandered. I, I got stuck in thinking about mm-hmm. noises or got stuck in thinking about that argument I had with my dad the other day. And you take note of it and you just come right back. You, you realize and you take note that you don't have to continue th- 
going down that path. Mm-hmm. Not at this time. You can always come back to it later. That your focus right now is either on your breath, is on that reflection, is on the sensation of sitting on a chair. So that's just the fundamental component of meditating. There's also like thoughts of not having a center. Mm-hmm. I haven't done too much meditation with that, but it's this idea of equanimity where very much to your point before where you just go with the flow of things, you let things come in and you let things go out. You don't have a space that you're focusing on. You just focus on the whole space of your body or Mm. the whole experience. And so anything that comes in, if it takes away from your thought, you just or you, if it makes your thoughts wander, you just realize that and you let it go. Mm-hmm. But you don't really have a space to return to. So I haven't really explored that practice too much. I just wanted to bring it so up. So is it just like a, a, a state of not focusing on on anything? Yeah. That's how I understand it. And wow. I'm not a practitioner of this. Yeah. Or I am not that. Mm-hmm. I haven't really practiced it all that much. So I'm not... I'm probably not speaking to it with justice. Yeah. But the whole idea, as I understand it, is that you're to just let things come in and go out. Mm. And you just exist. You just stay. You're not really focused oh, so on any point of your body yeah. or any sensation mm-hmm. for that matter. Um, another interesting thing that I took note of um, in preparation for this call is another theme that comes up time and time again with meditation is compassion. Compassion is probably the most, like, uh, what, what's the word, like woo-woo or... Uh, <laughs> I have no idea. Some, something that is to uh, not make, make you taboo? think... Taboo? Not taboo. It would be something that would make you think, well, that's just like talk. Oh. But to actually put it into action mm-hmm. is another thing. Where... Oh, that's too uh, fanta- fantastical is the word. Is that a word? I don't know. I don't fantastical. Think so. Like the adjective or not even sure what part of speech it might be for the word fantasy. Uh, I, I can't think of it. It might be fantastical. Yeah. I think it's fantastical. So something that it, let's go with it. Let's go with it. John's going to spell check me here. <laughs> I'll put it in the edit. Yeah, right please do. <laughs> um, even do a voiceover right here. All do right, a voiceover right. and like inform us. All right. So fantastical. This is that that thought is too fantastical to actually take serious is really what I'm going for here. Mm-hmm. And so that that's kind of like the, uh, the response you get a lot when you think about this practice of being more compassionate, being more positive. So compassion is this idea of like being concerned about alleviating stress around you or uh, suffering around you rather. Um, Whether that's by being kind to yourself or kinder to others. Mm -hmm. Um, This is my like interpretation of things. This is my understanding of things. And this is manifested in meditation through different ways where there's a lot of gratitude-focused meditations, a lot of meditations where you should reflect on, rather than something that may have pissed you off or annoyed and frustrated you, think back during your day, 
or the day before what made you feel good mm-hmm. um and you build the the whole intent is to build a little bit more compassion and then also compassion could be drawn into this this simple fundamental thought of coming back to your center when you realize that you your mind was wandering don't be angry with yourself that your mind wandered give yourself a little compassion that you're just human mm-hmm. and you come back to your center you're struggling some struggle was trying to draw your suffering or you're struggling and some suffer and may have like drawn your thought away from your center when you're meditating, but that's okay. You come right back to whatever your mind was focused on at that time. So that's just another point I just wanted to bring Mm -hmm. up as like a conversation point in this. I, I'm I'm not all that like great with uh these aspects of meditation at this point like I've I've I'm still like learning a lot I'm still like practicing new techniques mm-hmm. I've I feel like the like most important thing has been like just creating more space in my mind and to try to become more focused because that was always my goal in the end of the day I guess one thing that I was talking to my brother about Jonathan shout out Jonathan Jonathan Coronel yeah, Jonathan Coronel, because because there's it a could, lot. It could be another brother. It could have been another brother. Yeah. I have I have four different Jonathans in my family. Jonathan, Jonathan, uh, 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 Emerson, Jonathan mm. Williams, Jonathan Alzate. <laughs> <laughs> but this this is Jonathan Coronel. He happens to share a last name with me too. That's great. Yeah, mm. I, I wonder how that happened. The only one. Yeah, really. Anyway, my parents were really on something when they were naming <laughs> us. So anyway, Jonathan Coronel, uh, I was having a conversation with him about wanting to reduce the time that I work during the week. At this point, I'm really spending like 60 hours a week doing job searching work, programming work working on some project. I spent way too much time doing this and not focusing on my well-being mm. or relationships or uh, my health, any of that. So I wanted to see where I can draw back or cut back on time so I can provide that extra time for something else. And that that was where like it really provoked the idea to meditate and build a level of focus. Mm-hmm. So if I was, I'm able to remove myself from my devices around me, from notifications that might pop up on my phone, and just focus on the task at hand so I can run, plow on through anything that's in front of me to get done, then I'll do that. And I thought meditation would perhaps provide that for me. I'll tell you, I, st- I still spend like 40, 50 60 hours some week working. <laughs> so it hasn't really changed all yeah. that much. I mean, I, I, I appreciate you trying. Um, something I've been thinking a lot about, and I think I'm definitely going to touch upon it when we do like the painting thing too, mm-hmm. is that like, I feel like a lot of people, our time, our, like you were saying, like our time is, our time is valuable. We, we do have a lot of time in, in, in our lives, but 
Uh, I feel like we often think that whatever, if we're like investing time, we put so much value on that. Like if, if I'm going to like put four hours into something, it has to be like for, for something mm -hmm. like important. Um, and I've been trying to like move away from that idea. Um, cause I think that's put like a rank to what you well, should prioritize or, or just like not, not put so much focus on, on time being valuable. I mean, time is valuable, but mm. like in the sense of like, um, if, if I'm investing time into doing something, I don't necessarily need to get a return from it. So like, let's say for painting or, or even me yeah. meditate, you're not getting like a monetizable return from it. It, it. It's a return for yourself. It's something that you're doing to better yourself, but it's not something let's say work related, or it's not something that, um, you're, you're doing for profit. Like you're not meditating. Maybe you are, I don't know. If you're streaming yourself meditating, <laughs> but like, see, like I'm, I'm sure the people that do that, but um, I think it's there important to, to do things named, for yourself. Uh, sitting and smiling. On there YouTube. was, there was sitting and smiling. Look him up. I don't know if he's still active. I don't know. I think he may have sat and smiled too long. <laughs> <laughs> he just died like that. Um, but I kind of disagree. Well, d disagree in in on what? <laughs> um, this idea that. It's okay. I mean, the whole point of meditation is to be okay yeah. with not doing anything. But I disagree with not find doing things and being okay with things, knowing that there won't ever be value that comes. Oh well, I, I just mean like a like a monetizable, monetizable. Yeah, like value. And, and yeah, like in like doing things that, like for work or doing something for profit. Mm -hmm. I, I just meant it in the in the frame of art. If you're creating something, sometimes you don't need to create something to sell it well you my, whole, create my whole life goal is to make, make more money, money. <laughs> that's where we differ i think <laughs> <laughs> which uh, is okay yeah no i mean if i see there's a, a channel or route pathway to make more money as long as it's within my moral compass <laughs> i'll go down that path mm. and that's prioritizing based on what's going to give me the greatest outcome so that includes things that are going to give you more time in your day or things that are going to just make you healthier overall. So uh, I, not to uh, get away from yeah, the no. point, I'm actually not that obsessed over money or <laughs> money. <laughs> just as a disclaimer, I, I am like exaggerating a little bit here. Um, but I do think there is value and still focusing your energy in the direction of what's going to give you a greater profit because yeah i i i think you're missing like i think the the only thing i'm trying to say mm -hmm. is it's it's important to have both okay like like and which is what i think that you get out of meditation because it's it's something that you're doing this for yourself mm -hmm. it's not something that you're doing for work so it, it's nice yeah. that you're you're pursuing that like because you're you, you're saying you have an issue with you're working a lot right now yeah so to make time in your day that's not work related it's a healthy thing. There we go. Yeah. There's another point where find find ways to make money with things that you enjoy doing. That's not work. Mm -hmm. We're doing a podcast right now. We make tons of revenue from this. <laughs> tons of Did you look at our follower account? Yeah. Yeah. We make a lot <laughs> of money doing this right now. And we love doing it. <laughs> we love sitting here talking to That's each true. other about nonsense mm -hmm. half the time. <laughs> so... Find what you enjoy doing and find a way to monetize it. Oh my God. That's not the point that I'm trying to get across. <laughs> that was, uh, you were saying that you want to focus, you want to find time outside of work 
and find content with life yeah. and meaning outside of that. Part of uh, part of that too is while you're enjoying it, there's just an added benefit if yeah. you can make it into a source of. But I, I I think like my thought is is like uh, if it's something like I wouldn't actively pursue it. Like mm-hmm. it's just if it happens, yeah, like that'd be awesome. But like I wouldn't spend too much time concerned about making it like something I can make money from because then you're just making it into a job. No, you're viewing it as a job. I disagree. <laughs> I guess <laughs> I, I, disagree. I, I disagree because this idea is you. If you enjoy it, put more time and energy into it. Yeah. Now it's it's going to eat away at your time and energy, but you're doing something that you actually enjoy doing. And if there is a change in that behavior that you can just show it to other people and it can actually begin to become a source of income, then do that. Yeah, but I, I don't I don't really think I think you're I don't think we're disagreeing on anything. Because, like, I, I don't disagree with that. Oh, no. Yeah, you don't disagree but with that, <laughs> but you disagree with putting time and energy into making it into a source of it. Well, I, I'm just saying, like, I wouldn't, like, actively concern myself with that. Like, whether it does or doesn't. Yes. So maybe that's where we yeah, disagree. That's where, that's okay, yeah, that's where we disagree. I do okay. think Because, like, I don't think value. it's a bad thing. I do think there's value to actively try to drive it forward to create a source of income. <laughs> <laughs> there, okay. There's a monetary value, but there's also a value of removing yourself from having to depend on your work. But then the, the thing that you're pursuing a as a passion becomes work. It doesn't become your passion. No, it just becomes another source of income that <laughs> while you get to explore your passions. Yeah. All right. Well, let, let, let's let's get back on yeah on to think because we're talking about something a little. Well, maybe this should become a, it could be something we can talk a about. whole another episode yeah. right here because this is honestly like something that I do try to think about yeah. uh, from time to time. So I guess like my the next uh, point that I wanted to get to was like some of the challenges that I ran into while meditating, and it was very much. A, like a roller coaster like if you were to look at it at a high level where things are going up and down at the very beginning i felt oh wow this is great i'm sitting down and i'm actually not getting distracted i'm counting my breaths and i keep i keep counting it keeps going up i'm not losing count of the tr- uh, count so like one one practice sometimes is to breathe in and breathe out and at the end of that uh exhalation counts one count all the way up to 10 and then you start back at one and you see how long you can keep that up before your mind wanders Mm. and so i've gone through that practice or meditation before i'm like wow josh you're fantastic at this (laughs) you would not stop counting you keep going (laughs) and cycling to through up until 10 and starting back at the beginning and your mind won't wander you're incredible uh, and then I started realizing, and soon after that, that my focus wasn't that great. Mm. Uh, meditations thereafter, I started to not even be in, like, finding the space in my mind to focus on the words that the person on uh, in the audio, the recorded audio, was saying. And now I'm, like, conflicted with myself or annoyed with myself not being able to listen. Because... There's all these words coming out from the audio that I thought I was so focused on, thought that I was able to focus my attention on, yet 
my mind is just in some other space. Mm. And this happened for like a good two months. Yeah. Two months of me daily meditating. And I was getting frustrated. I was getting annoyed. I was like, where's the value in this? Um, and at this point, I was actually meditating every morning without fail for about 90 to 100 days. Uh, it was part of my morning routine. And I felt like at that point, what probably defeated me a lot was just this idea that, well, it's just another thing I have to get through in the morning. If I make it into something that I just have to get through in the morning, then I'm not actually focused on it. I can easily lose my attention on doing it because I'm not actually looking to do this to do this. Mm-hmm. I'm looking to do it as another chore, as another part of my routine. Yeah. So I struggled with that for a long time. And when I say a long time, I'm talking about like three months or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I got off of doing it daily. There's a point in my meditation practice where I finally said, oh, screw it. If I miss a day, I miss a day. It's not that big of a deal. Just like breathing, and we were talking about this before, just like when you're when your mind wanders, when you're breathing and focusing on your breath, you just come right back to that breath when you become aware that mm-hmm. your mind wandered. So if you come off the practice of meditating, if you come off the practice of writing every day, if you come off the practice of being an avid reader, you be you just take awareness, take note that you fallen off the practice, come right back to it. You don't have to defeat yourself up. You don't have to beat yourself up over having fallen off the path that you wanted to mm-hmm. take. You just get right back onto that path. Yeah. And I, I I mentioned this when we were talking earlier, but I really I really liked like when I was doing the basics courses, like that was the first thing that they spoke about like how it's okay to, to get distracted mm-hmm. and i i loved how um that view is also just how you can view all of like meditation just mm-hmm. like it, it's okay if it's something you fall off of um but like you said just to always return to it like you return to the thought of your breath um because i think it's easy to just uh give up on something and never do it again exactly it's it's so easy and it yeah. has happened to me time and time again yeah. i started this with telling so, me yeah talking about how i've read the atomic habits i was all gun hole about starting all these different habits <laughs> and then i failed at every single one of them yeah and i did not get back onto the path <laughs> i just said oh shit i'm a failure and that was that so it could be frustrating could be frustrating and sometimes sometimes you won't get back on the path mm-hmm. you just have to at those points evaluate whether it is a priority whether it is something that you do want to focus your attention on and if you choose that oh well it's not something that i actually care about it's not something that i actually value all that much then the hell with it put it aside mm-hmm. don't stress about it anymore that was that was like one of uh my biggest those were like some of my biggest challenges right there yeah. and like one of my biggest takeaways um and I guess like currently, what what is your what is your routine? Is it or I guess there isn't really a routine, but how how does it work for you? Like meditating, like when are you usually doing it, and mm-hmm. like how often are you usually doing it? So I still have my morning routine, but it doesn't always include meditation. Mm-hmm. My morning routine is really just to wake up, have breakfast, clean my face, and get to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, make my bed as well. So just just the tasks that have to be done is always included in my morning routine 
meditation does not need to be done every morning. If you choose that you don't have time or you realize you don't have time in the morning to do a 10 minute meditation because you have to meet some demand, then it's okay. You can find time, you can make space and do it. So I don't hold myself up to that standard anymore. I will uh, end up just saying, okay, I have uh, 20 minutes here. Let's sit down and do a quick meditation. Uh, last night, I mean, I wanted to prepare some notes for this, but I was like, well, it's 1030 at night. <laughs> My whole only focus right now is to be prepared to film this uh, meditation video tomorrow. Let's do a 20 minute meditation now. And I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It was it was a good way to get myself into a zone of focus. Mm -hmm. I guess that's another big thing, too. One of the biggest benefits I've seen from meditating is to do it before an activity that you want to focus on. Mm. So if you plan on reading for the next hour, do a quick meditation before it. It really helps you with removing any distractions or any thoughts that may have been on your mind at the start of the meditation and gets you focused on the task at hand. So if you want to focus on reading for the next hour or so, then a 10, 15-minute meditation might help a lot with that. Um, but really, there is no set time. There is no set date. If I miss a day now, it's not that big of a deal. It's not the end of the world. I'm not relying on the streak count that 10% Happier tries to reward me with every time I Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That that was the number I used to try to keep up. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm on a 90-day streak right now. Yeah. I can't let this drop. <laughs> It's just it's just like a Snapchat streak. Yeah. You, you don't have to. Yeah. The meaning of a friendship is not the number that's attached to your streak. Mm. The meaning of your meditation is not the number attached to your uh, the amount streak. of times you you've done yeah, it. Yeah, I've meditated. I mean, just like any other business, uh, ten percent happier is a business. They want you on their app more. Yeah. I know. I, I find that so interesting because that that whole idea of like the the daily reward thing is like I think a lot of apps do just to like get you to do it and it's so contradictory to the benefits of meditation or even stuff that they're preaching, but they just have it. Cause it's like, it's for the app. So like they, they want people on the app. Yeah. They but have to make money. Don't get me wrong. 10% happier has been a great app. I've, yeah. I've, I've really enjoyed their content is what really provoked a lot of the thoughts that we had today mm -hmm. because we followed one of the meditations that were on the app. So I, I still stand by the app a lot, but that is, that is one feature that, Probably bugs me a little bit because it did get me caught up in this idea mm -hmm. of beating myself up if I did not if you, keep yeah, my streak. If you missed one, yeah. So, yeah, that was that's not that uh, big of a deal. So be okay with fail failing and just get right back onto that path. That's my biggest takeaway there. Wow. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And experiment, too. One of my last points that I put in the notes was to experiment. And we were talking about this earlier where your body in meditation or your mind in meditation is a laboratory. You can try anything you want to try or you think about anything you like want to do. Like how you were doing about. like the running thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I was exploring different ways that I can make mm -hmm. running a little better by making the uh, pond into <laughs> an analogy to my mind. By scanning my body and seeing what sensations really comes up. I didn't. I didn't ask this then, but um, when you started doing that with the running, did you did you have benefits with like your runs? Were you having like, a lot better runs? Yeah, it was so peaceful. 
it was so relaxing. Yeah. I was not stressed about running six miles. Yeah. Huh. Now I will say, I continued the effort, the months to come, and I've I've have since had many awful runs where <laughs> I'm like uh, dreading every moment, every yeah. minute that I'm running. Yeah. So it's not always successful. Mm. There is a. <laughs> There was the one time I was running when it was outside. It was snowing. It was brick outside. It was awful. It was bad. Uh, and I told this in the chat. I was thinking of Sam. Sam is my brother's girlfriend, Jonathan's girlfriend. Jonathan Coronel. Yeah, that that one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That one. Just exactly. Make sure. Just okay, make sure. thank you. Thank you, Jonathan. <laughs> I nearly forgot. This is in John Jonathan Alzey. This is in Jonathan Emerson. Emerson or <laughs> Williams. This is Jonathan Coronel. Um and he at this time uh, or sam at this time i made a visualization of her next to me being the one complaining and not me complaining <laughs> and it helped me so much That's so interesting yeah it yeah. helped me so much to take my mind out of like the pain that i was experiencing yeah. at this time and paint that onto sam as yeah. one experiencing all the pain and say it's okay we can get yeah. through this let's yeah. keep pushing mm -hmm. If we just continue on for another 20 minutes, the rewards yeah. are going to pay for itself. Mm -hmm. And her like yap, yap, yapping is also just motivation to keep running. Exactly. Like, you want to get away from her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the, your mind version of her just is following you at the same pace. So I take a little <laughs> bit of more of a compassionate <laughs> approach to this where I'm thinking yeah. that uh, I want to help motivate her through this mm. too. So that I start giving like a speech of motivation. Yeah. Which is really just a speech of motivation for myself. Wow, that's so, that's so cool, that's so beautiful. It's it's like the point that we uh, came to last time, where a lot of the advice that we give is really just advice yeah. for ourselves. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good place to stop. Think so. I think so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is there a reason you want to stop this time? Mm hmm. No. Oh, you have nothing going on. Just. I want to take time to mm. do nothing. Ah, mm. okay. Spend my day mm. sitting and doing nothing. That's beautiful, and I'm okay with that. Mm. What are you doing? Orb, uh, Orb doesn't have much going on. You're just uh, a Chill. tree, a uh, uh, log floating in the water. Mm -hmm. I'm probably just gonna sit here for a little bit. Me too. All right. I'll sit here with you. All right, guys. Um, I'll I'll play the song. Oh, that was a little yeah, loud. That was. Um. Well, thanks for watching, everybody. Thank uh, you for listening. This was another beautiful episode of We Should Talk More, the best podcast on earth. Really? Yeah, it was voted the best podcast on earth. Um, by Forbes magazine. Forbes magazine. Um. Yeah, great and stuff ahead. I think that uh, Joe Rogan has commented on this podcast a lot. And I think he said best podcast on earth. He did. That quote. He did. Yeah. yeah. Um, so thanks, Joe, for the review. Um, thanks, everybody, for watching. You could check out our website. We should talk more. No. Come on. You Check out our website, shouldtalkmore.com. Yes. And all of our socials are on the website, as well as where you can find us, all podcast apps and mm -hmm. YouTube. We have a channel. Um Lots yeah, of content. Yeah. So exciting. If you want to keep up to date, follow us on social media. Mm -hmm. Should talk more. 
It's not hard to uh, forget. It's easy to spell. Only thing that comes up, I think. Yeah, really. Yeah. I mean, we have optimized we, our search we got a, engine. We got a good brand. Yeah, it, it pops up at the top of everything. All right, goodbye. Take it easy. I thought you said you're going to say it. I got to go. Oh. I got to leave. Take it easy, John. <laughs>